0: So I found out today that uh, rave music is still all the rave. I really –
1: God, I can't believe – I I have a genuine – I was going to say something to that, and then you just made the pun. pun. Is that considered a pun? It's something. (laughs) Yeah, I don't – It's a line. I just saw you you tweet that you were trying to get ecstasy from your neighbors, (laughs) and – did you like, have that face? I'm hoping that you weren't successful because I really just want to get this podcast done. It's,
0: I'm sitting on the most comfortable chair of all time. Oh, God. Welcome to The Lake Show. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Harrison Fagus. F- Fagan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really did get that ecstasy? I guess.
0: I was thinking Vegas for some reason, because well, that... like the
1: new summer league regulations and stuff just came out. So
0: yeah, is uh, ecstasy on the list of things we can take out there?
1: No, we SB Nation does not approve oh. you to do any type of illegal drugs. Well. I'm, like, legally required to say that, I think. It's it's good to know. It's good we to know. We don't endorse anyone doing any of those things, regardless of how fun they might think they are. Uh, I, I don't have to think it's that much fun. I know it at no, this no, 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 no. You, you would theoretically. This podcast is off to a great start.
0: Uh, today, we are going to talk about ecstasy, apparently. Uh, then we're going to talk about somebody who does not have Laker fans up in ecstasy, Jason Kidd as a potential candidate for the Lakers job. Uh, I find it really funny that, like, there's a hypothetical out there where the Lakers are just leaking names to see how how people react to it. And then based on that reaction –
1: you were a PR person. You, you understand the, the philosophy of a test balloon, you yeah. know, where you leak something, just see how people react to it. Right. And you're like, ha, ha just kidding, guys. Like, we, were, we would never do that. Fake news.
0: I remember there was a – there was like a, a logo that – I, I want to say it was the Padres or something like that, that they leaked a logo out there just to see what, what people thought of it. People got
1: so angry about it that – The Chargers – no, the Chargers didn't was, do that. They, uh, they it announced the it officially and go. then – Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It was like it was like
0: a knock. Do you think off that's of what the, the Lakers
1: were doing at the trade deadline? They're like how many like how many how many draft picks is too many? All right, just tell <laughs> just tell them that we're giving up four. Just see what the smart Lakers Twitter people think. I just wanna I don't want to get laughed at.
0: I wonder who they consider the smart Lakers Twitter people think. It's
1: like Pete, um I'm guessing it. it's
0: everybody with blue check marks.
1: No, I don't think so. That's true, because that includes us.
0: Well, no, I, I'm saying that because, like, because it, it's always the simplest expen- explanation, right? It's the, the it's the most tangible explanation. So, like, I, I would imagine, yeah, the it's us. We are we are. If, if they think that you're part of
1: Smart Lakers Twitter, then like they're in more trouble than we thought, and they oh, might yeah, actually hire Jason the Kid.
0: They're done. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna talk about Jason Kid. Uh, we are going to talk about this. We're gonna touch on the Lonzo Ball. Big Baller Brand, uh, Alan Foster, I think is his name. Yes, uh, is the is the the guy who is a sketchy individual. So we are going to talk a little bit about that, and uh, and then as you guys asked questions. Harrison was like pumped for a few of them. So yeah, we got no.
1: I'm not a few of them. All of them, actually. All I think all all four that we got are actually pretty good, and they'll actually lead to some fun discussions. I think.
0: So that'll be that'll be fun. Um, and then finally, at some point, I have
1: to while we're recording, read my Byron. <laughs> read I was like, I, of Byron. so just to take you guys behind the curtain before we get into the Jason Kid stuff. I, when Anthony originally called me today, he was like, I was like, so did you read your Byron chapter? And he was like, and he was like, Oh, I was supposed to do, that's a good point. But he's like, I found my book and so yeah. you know, we made progress and yeah. then now he's just gonna like read it to us on the he's not actually gonna read it to us on the air. He's gonna try and like he's gonna do like he's gonna do like an open notes test with like a chapter of the book he's never read, basically.
0: Yeah, I I was really good at, at bullcrapping when I was uh when I was a student, so I'm gonna see if oh, I can get by it
1: now. I am I don't think my professor probably listens to this podcast or at least certainly haven't made it this far <laughs> I am doing that on an essay right now I'm not even gonna lie it's like just in case he listens I've read a little of the book I haven't read any of the book
0: I remember uh when I was like the the first time I got caught doing this or the first time I ever tried to do this I was in like second or third grade
1: oh well yeah then
0: and stupid. I and I started by saying that the book is like x number of pages long <laughs>
1: That's, hey, that's solid. That's like you filled out a line right there. It's like, information.
0: It's information yeah. that I gave. Uh, so we're going to uh, we're going to talk about all that stuff. Let's start though with the Jason Kidd thing because it's fascinating to me that in the matter of what twenty four forty eight hours or so, the Lakers went from Kidd is a strong
1: he is considered a strong candidate for the position. And then it was. I love that phrasing too, because that's so nebulous. If you really think about it, he's a strong candidate. What does that mean? Does that really mean that they're going to consider him, or that like just some people consider him a strong candidate? Mainly, maybe his agent, for example. (laughs) Well, uh,
0: I know you don't. People
1: not finishing school. It's kind of ironic that like Jason Kidd, like not finishing his degree, might keep him out at Cal and might be make him like the only person more qualified for a job because they didn't get a a college degree. Like he's going to end up like with the Lakers made. Well, if he ended up with the Lakers, it would be partially because like Berkeley couldn't hire him because he didn't graduate.
0: Is that a real thing?
1: Yeah, that was a real thing. I saw that this morning. Wow. What a dumb rule. I'm pretty sure that if you want to coach college kids, you have to have graduated college because you're like technically they have to pretend like you're an educator.
0: What a stupid rule. <laughs> I mean, I think he'd be a disaster there too, but still, wow, what a dumb rule. Uh, but, yeah, so we start by – he they, the Woj had that report out there that he was considered a strong candidate for the still, by the way, held position of Los That's Angeles Lakers it, head coach.
1: No, go ahead. Keep, keep going. But it just made it more awkward when the kid was on the jump today and he was talking about this job and then, like, kept throwing in the caveat of, like – Oh, but you know, I really—he like saved it at the end. He's like, but I thought Luke has done a really great job recently. <laughs> like he he realized that he's still in the coaches association and he can't talk about a guy's like like a job opening that's currently not open well, after publicly campaigning already, for it for two minutes. He's already had
0: that uh, pop up like as a as a blemish on his reputation. Yeah, he, did he's... It
1: with, uh, he he ousted Larry Drew. He housed he housed cards them.
0: Yeah, so. You know, I don't think Kid is all that worried about it unless uh, unless he got some kind of PR coaching on how he's talking about coaches. Somebody was
1: like waving to him
0: off screen. They're Jason. like they're like, Jason, <laughs> shut up, shut up. Rachel Nichols like, uh, Jason, are you sure you want to keep going down this path? Yeah. Are, are we positive?
1: This Kicked is way- him under the table. <laughs> yeah.
0: How obvious do you think he'd have to make it? Like, that'd be fantastic, right? Yeah. Like, this is the guy who had so little tact that he had, he could literally hear him say, bump into me, bump into me.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Not after subtlety.
0: (laughs) How obvious do you think?
1: Oh, sorry. Oh,
0: yeah. Good, good point.
1: Well, so so but after that Woj report, then there was stuff today. Stephen A. Smith, who, you know, I'm not going to say is always somebody that you should trust whenever they're reporting anything. Right. But in this specific case, we've seen time and time again, he does seem to have a pretty straight line to magic. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if, if Stephen A. Smith is saying that he heard from a very highly placed Lakers source that Jason Kidd is not an option, I, I kind of tend to believe that specific one. And, you know, I lean towards believing that. And then there's been there was other stuff today. There was other stuff where Ramona Shelburne was saying that she thought that it was kids side. She went on the radio, I guess, and was saying that she thought that it was kids side pushing that narrative. And so, you know. I'm not totally willing to rule him out because I don't know that we can rule anything out, and I think that there have been strong inklings that this is a possibility, but it seems like uh, sort of like your test balloon theory, like they may have seen the reaction that this actually generated the first time that it got really concrete reported somewhere yesterday and how mad everyone was, yeah, and they may have been like, all right back to the, no, uh Jason Kidd, no never heard of him
0: <laughs> also we know that Kid is the kind of person who would leak this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Like he remember when he got fired by Milwaukee and he immediately like texted a bunch of reporters that Giannis was like beside himself, sad? Yeah, and then the Giannis decision? said that he wasn't. Yeah. It's just like
1: <laughs>
0: So, yeah, so Kidd... going, yeah
1: Giannis just called me. He was crying and um, you know, Giannis he said, said he... <laughs> I'll never be anything without you, coach. And <laughs> Giannis was thinking about retiring according to Jason Jason Kid. Yeah. Not really, not really, but yes. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I don't – I I could see it coming from Kidd's side. That said, though, like if you leak it from – if it if it is coming from Jason Kidd's side, it's kind of short-sighted on his part, right? Because if, like, you leak this and you aren't actually a strong candidate for the position, like that's a really quick thing that the Lakers just tie up, right? Like all they have to do is go to Ramona and say, like, no, that's not us. We and should see who – We don't who, actually like- feel that way.
1: If I didn't care about my journalistic credibility, I would say that we should care. We should see who's the most ridiculous candidate that we can get them to publicly shoot down. <laughs> like, what if we? What if? What if both of us were just like sort? Like, what if I just tweeted like sources with at Anthony Irwin, L.A. Phil Jackson is becoming a dark horse for the Lakers uh, coaching <laughs> search after Luke Walton.
0: Jeannie would actually quote tweet us and say, "No, he's not." <laughs>
1: wondering like who's the most ridiculous name that we could throw out there where they felt like they had to address it
0: yeah uh, who would be a good it's probably one? phil magic <laughs>
1: <laughs> magic is
0: frustrated yeah. oh magic, magic has been one, really annoyed watching yeah Luke magic's Walton. ready
1: to do it himself but no let's let's talk a little bit about jason kidd just like the code and let, mm-hmm. let's explain again I, I feel like we alluded to this before but why would we not want jason kidd as the Lakers head coach, if we were the ones making these decisions, why, why do we not think that he is necessarily a great coach? Cause I've gotten some, I was shocked yesterday. Somebody in the comment section got really mad at me because we were, they said, they're like, Oh man, if they don't fire Luke and they can really get Jason Kidd, then they're really idiots. And I was sitting there like, hold on, what that Jason Kidd's availability is what changes this for you. <laughs> I just commented back like counterpoint Milwaukee this season. Yeah. He was like, so you think that like Bud being a better coach than Luke is an argument that kid isn't good. And I was like, wait, what? No. But anyway, like (laughs) I think some people I think there might be I think some people do have a somewhat high opinion of kid or they at least don't understand why he would be a terrible option. So I feel like we should briefly go through that.
0: So here's my thing. It's it's my criticism that I have of magic is is that. All time greats, or people as successful as like a Magic Johnson is, or as good a player as Jason Kidd was, they have a hard time relating to players who don't have that type of natural talent and or drive. Yeah, and and so you know when when you're looking for somebody, like it's why I don't think Kobe would be a very good coach. It's why Michael has really struggled when he tries to be an executive or he tries to flex his ownership muscle in affecting the uh, personnel de- uh, directions that the various teams he's been a part of have gone in right is that like these guys they see things differently and it's because so much of the way their their outlook on life is painted by the fact that like they're just better than this one thing than just about everybody else in the history of mankind and and when you're that talented and you and you are willing to work as hard as those guys worked in this respect or at that game, and you see people who either aren't as talented or aren't willing to work as hard as you did for that, like you just you tune them out. And, and when you coach, when you coach an NBA team or when you when you coach any team, you can't tune
1: people out like you have to be able to communicate with everybody on your roster uh, in you some way, the- shape or form. Guy's gotten his doghouse quickly. Like this was born out in Milwaukee, especially because he was there longer where like young players and, you know, some would argue in some like in some of these cases, like Jabari Parker, like kid wasn't necessarily wrong to have them in his doghouse and think that, you know, maybe they weren't all that great. Like that's not but you can't you can't basically throw a young player under the bus for being a young player. It's kind of my thing. And, like, you have to be willing to at least try and teach them and learn with them first. And you can't just be the hard-ass all the time. And yeah. I feel like Kidd sees himself as the drill sergeant. It's actually – it's kind of ironic how many similarities in like, flaws that he has to Byron Scott, mm-hmm. considering that the two of them hate each other. Yeah. Because, uh, because Kidd basically also ousted Byron Scott while he was with the Nets. Like, this yep. is a guy – hey, if you want this front office gone, Jason Kidd may be the best candidate. Like, he's going to try and <laughs> –
0: Give magic. He's gonna go
1: full Game of Thrones. He's gonna try and own the team by the end of next year. Kid was funny because like he was
0: not very, like he hadn't really, had, he didn't have much of a resume, and he was out there openly campaigning to not only be a coach, but a coach and head of a front office.
1: No, he was like, there were already people mad that he was made a head coach directly off of his playing days. Like, I think it was like 17 days after he was hired as a head coach. And like, he totally skipped the line, which, like, you know, if you're a historic great that wants to coach, uh, that's just kind of the benefit you get in some cases, especially if you have good relationships with an organization and all that stuff. Like, that happens. But then after one year of that, with, you know, like moderate success, he decides, you know what? I should be an I should be an executive too. I need to be able to pick these players. I'm a genius. <laughs> and then, so he goes and makes friend like he he gets his friends who also own the Bucks to try and hire him for like a combo front office head coach type thing there while they have a he- current head coach and, and so, head of front office. Yeah, like it's crazy. Like after after his power play to get that power in Brooklyn failed. Like Billy King was like, ha. Ah. Like Mikhail Prokhorov was like, ha. Ah, good one, Jason. Like right. So, I, I here's the other thing, too, is that when it's just we another were, volatile personality, too, for like an organization that already has some guy, like seems like it could combust at some point.
0: He also, so, if one thing that we've talked about a lot this year is the lack of experience that all these guys have at their respective Absolutely. jobs, yeah, and and when we've seen that kind of bear fruit and poor fruit at, over the course of the season, then to add another person who doesn't have very much good experience at that position. Like at some point you need, you need people who, who you know are going to be good at their job.
1: And, and those guys and, aren't, to be fair, those guys aren't always available as no. head coaching candidates. Cause if they're, if they have a demonstrated record of success, usually they're hired somewhere. Yeah. And so, like, it's rare that those guys are available, or and if they're available, there's usually a reason, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing on his resume to suggest that he's, a, like, a good head coach for the modern NBA, and, like, you see guys turn it around, like, Terry Stotts, famously, is, like, I think the biggest test case of this, mm-hmm. where, like, he had a bunch of mediocre to bad head coaching stints, and then now is considered one of the better coaches in the league with the Blazers, mm-hmm. and, like, so there's examples of guys learning from it and turning it around, but, like... A guy that with the, you know, like, ego, healthy ego, shall we say, of Jason Kidd mm-hmm. and, like, his actions demonstrate that and thinking that he could just be a front office guy without any experience. That he could be a great head coach without any experience. Like, is this the guy that you think is going to be like, you know what? A lot of those mistakes were on me.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> no, he's going to be like, no. no, like, these veterans didn't. They the- stopped, or these young players stopped trying for me. So at least now I'll have LeBron and we can go like, you know. And I could just scream at all these young guys and you know there, there were
0: also knocks of work ethic against him, which is another one that we have with this front office. Like Jason Kidd to me would be an extension of the front office in every poor way imaginable. Right? So he's you a want, great fit,
1: is what you're saying. Yeah,
0: right. You want you want there to be some type of obviously you want some type of of decent working relationship. You want the coach to be an extension of the front office, but you also like if what you're extending is the rot of the front office, then that's not necessarily what I want extended throughout the yeah. the front the, throughout the Lakers organization, right? And and so you have somebody like Magic Johnson, who is not at the facility on a daily basis. Who oh, has, here we go again. Well, look, man, work ethic matters, and and like how many other president of basketball operations don't go to the go like aren't there on a daily basis? I couldn't tell you. I, I I doubt there are very many of them, right? And the only reason Magic gets to get away with that is because he's Magic Johnson. And now you're going to employ Jason Kidd, who had some of those same knocks of work ethic against him? Like, that's just – it would be – it would be a lack of experience. It would be a lack of work ethic. It would be too many egos in the room at all the same time, and just, just
1: a lack of a good resume. Yeah, it's just like it wouldn't is, go well. Like, look, look at the Bucks this year. If none of this convinced you, just look at the Bucks this year with nearly like. Do you think Brooke Lopez is the difference between like what they're doing this year and what they did last year?
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am actually Brooke Lopez's agent. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to make that.
1: Like personally. Bruce Lopez is apparently actually the NBA MVP, if you <laughs> if you believe that it's not Giannis.
0: Yeah. Like, no, I, kid is the only coach who's ever been able to stop Giannis. Like he's he, he's in in in
1: in that way he's similar to another reportedly possible candidate, Mark Jackson, and yeah. that he was the greatest right Steph Curry defense.
0: Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I I would I would be pretty bummed. Now the thing with kid though is I wanna I still want to know like what changed. Right now, if it was just if it was just kid's side that leaked it, and, and I don't know the, that it
1: was just kid's side.
0: Right, it, we know that Magic is a fan of kids. Like we we know this. He's tweeted it out before. He is also like he he. he well, according to
1: his tweets, he's also a big Michael Carter Williams fan. So, <laughs> and then he tried to trade Lonzo. So we know that's not. true. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. So
0: I don't know. I I we I I don't. I want to know what shifted with the Lakers organization that somebody was willing to go out there and speak on kids behalf by way of Woj or – and then and, and that changed. I want to know like what what went on there <laughs> to have that –
1: just a huge – because you go I'm, from – I'm choosing to believe that it was all the outrage. I'm just going to cho- – I'm choosing to believe <laughs> that, that it was like they saw the reaction and they're like, oh, this is not good.
0: Ramona, Ramona is a Woj colleague. And she went out there today and, and refuted basically the report. That like nah. So was Stephen it. A. Smith. He he yeah. like in
1: his whole thing, he was like on Woj is a friend, he's right more often than not. He reports on the league day to day, but I am told that on this he is wrong. Like
0: <laughs> Do you think Woj blocks Stephen A. Smith?
1: <laughs> oh, that would be phenomenal. Can you imagine the Stephen A rant we'd get on oh the air? That'd be great.
0: And then Woj tries to rant back, but he's such a computer that he wouldn't be able to do anything.
1: You'd write like a really mean column about Stephen A.'s work ethic. <laughs> Which is like the
0: one thing you can't question about Stephen A. Smith. Um, all right, that'll do it though for for the kid conversation. I it's not it doesn't sound like it's gonna happen. I do wanna I wanna know where they go from here though. Like I wanna know how many like is it Toronto, is it? It's Tyler amazing
1: Hill? to me that we have not heard a single good candidate name. No. Well It's incredible. The other thing, too, Darius made uh, this point— Tyronn Lue's not that bad. He's not that bad, but he, he, I wouldn't call him a good candidate. Darius
0: makes made a really good point that for all of these guys who are involved with the Lakers, whether it's players who were a part of the Anthony Davis trade saga, right, and all those rumors, uh, now it's Luke Walton, who the Lakers are apparently holding a coaching search
1: while he's still the coach— Right. No, 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 Anthony. They would never do that. Remember, Jason Kidd made sure to mention that Luke has done a great job down the stretch of this season.
0: <laughs> After he was kicked under the table by Rachel Nichols. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> uh, and so, like, what Darius was saying, and I completely agree with him, is that, like, what type of culture are you fo- fostering there? Like, why would, why would any of the young kids buy into caring about the Lakers beyond this season? They know that they're going to get traded. Well, there's
1: a, there's a lot of reasons for them. I was going to say beyond just the coaching search thing, there's a lot of reasons for them to not necessarily right. feel that way. Right. Well, and, and, most, and Most of them happened in February.
0: <laughs> and then, you know, for, for Luke, like, all right, so they
1: signed Scott Machado to a 10-day contract. Did he play over the
0: weekend? Has he? he yeah, he in- played
1: on Sunday. He played on Sunday briefly. So he's got gotten... very long, but he did get in the game. He didn't play on Friday, he did play on Sunday.
0: Right. And so but but if I'm Luke Walton, like why would I do the Lakers a solid by getting a decent look at this Machado kid? I'm just gonna keep trotting Rondo out there. Here you go, Magic. Here's your signing. You know? And and, and for, for Well also
1: Luke really likes Rondo. Huh? I, I think, I don't think Luke would want to embarrass Rondo either way. Like, we can make our jokes and stuff, but like, Luke does really like Rondo. For better or worse, he really likes it. Like, they both seem to really, really like each other. Like, That's... I think there's a close personal relationship there. That doesn't excuse it. I just think, like, I don't think it's to chalk it up to just like it's an F to the front office for, like, by not playing Machado. Like, not playing Machado over Rondo. I think part of it is like Luke genuinely respects Rondo and like appreciates that he's one of the veterans that was like bought in on him and defending him the entire year and is going to stick with his guy. He's probably hurting he's Ron- Ronnie Price.
0: He's probably hurting Rajon Rondo's chances of getting a contract
1: beyond the season though. I My, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that any, I'm not going to like dispute the Lakers injury report, but I did wonder that about Reggie Bullock yesterday. <laughs> so we'll see.
0: Uh, let's, uh, let's take a quick second here. We're going to take a quick second, pay a couple bills. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this Lonzo ball thing and then get to your guys's questions, uh, which Harrison is really excited to answer. I haven't read them yet. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Anthony
1: actually doesn't know how to read. So did you, I'll oh, read.
0: I did. I didn't send you I'll during the break. I'll show you this, uh, this meme that Kirk made that I think you'll get oh, a kick he, out of.
1: He showed me. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't yeah, put he my face on it, right? He didn't. No, he DM'd it to me, and he's like, "Will Anthony get upset if I tweet this at him?" And I was like, "No, I think he'd think it was funny."
0: Mm-hmm. I hate reading. I know. I hate it so much. I know. That's my favorite part of working like with you, and and, and for Silver Screen and Roll is that like you guys just send me over the the, the little tidbit that we have to aggregate, and that's, that's what I try to do for you guys.
1: Cause it's, I appreciated it with Matt. Matt used to do that at Lakers nation and it was nice to not just have to like re- to be able to read things. Cause I enjoyed them and not because I was like, what if there's a nugget about the Lakers in here?
0: What do you ever do the, to, to the, uh, control F thing? You just yeah yeah, yeah
1: yeah, yeah. So, cause sometimes I don't have time to like save it for later to read. I'm like, I need to figure out if this is relevant to us right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's all I would do uh, is, yeah. is if I was in charge of, of a staff, I'd, just a bunch of control searching. Anyway, we are going to uh, wait. Was that recording? Yeah.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> what, what kind of question was that? We're, I we, did not realize that we, we do were back this
0: thing, finish. Harrison. It's called a podcast. We no, actually I, I, like I we record really, our you conversation. You
1: warned me. You're like, okay, we're gonna start again, and. <laughs> Oh man, unbelievable!
0: I've been working with you for how long now, and you just now realize that our podcast conversations have been recorded? No, you just tried to
1: D'Angelo Russell me, <laughs> and I respect the attempt. But uh,
0: let's talk really briefly about this Lonzo Ball thing. I th- it's it's definitely still a fluid situation. Ramona Shelburne reported today that they're talking about potentially shuttering shuttering
1: up the entire Big Baller Brand entity because and Big Baller, this... Baller Brand has a fifty percent sale going on now. So if that's still if they're still around tomorrow when this episode drops and you want some, you know, big baller brand swag, this is the time. It's great it's great to own, ironically. Yeah. Like it, no, I I'm considering getting a pair of the shoes at this point. Like, for a hundred bucks, that's pretty reasonable. Not really. But I mean sure <laughs> they shatter your ankles, but like Uh, No, I've actually read up on that a little bit. It sounds like they actually have like pretty strong performance reviews, like the technology, like a lot of people that review shoes thought pretty highly of them.
0: That's great. I just, I would, it's still a huge risk. Just launching your own shoe company when there are billion dollar companies. Well, they dealt with that early
1: on before they brought in Brand Black to like help make the like remixed shoe. Mm -hmm. Because originally, like when they tried to make the first shoe, like it went, that's when it went wrong at summer league. And he was dealing with all those issues and they brought in this company to build out the next two. And I think I I don't really blame the shoes for anything after that. Yeah. with But it sounds like there is a lot of other things that went wrong at big baller brand, if not the shoe technology. So I want to say
0: this. I don't want to, I don't want to dance on their graves. I do actually feel, I I feel bad.
1: Like I I feel kind of sad for these guys.
0: No, Wanzo I did this over Va- the
1: weekend. Like, this is the internet, so everybody's going to get their jokes off. But, like, to me, this is, like, a profoundly sad situation where, like, you have, uh, like, you know, he, he's 21, but he's a kid. And yeah. that is potentially, like, number one, it's clearly, like, it, it was his dad's friend who was, like, he's even said, I think, before, it was, like, kind of like a second father figure to him that he's having to cut out of his life. So, like, that's sad because yeah. he was clearly, like, it, it seems like he may have been, you know, bamboozled by this guy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like I'm being very careful with my wording because I do not want to get sued basically. Um, if you know, allegedly all this stuff's allegedly. And and here's the other thing too, is that this guy had apparently
0: allegedly scammed somebody else. A lot of other people. I think I saw that there was like a list of like. Thirty plus people that he yeah. scammed, like from his church and stuff too. So yeah. Lavar is by pie. no means and and Lonzo is, is by no means alone in having been bamboozled allegedly by this guy. It's yeah, it's literally like this guy was trying to do this, like as this in the in Vic and 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 get the Ball family and much of the same ways he's been able to get other people. And you know, it's just and and here's the thing is that. What what bothers me the most in writing about this is that it's by no means an isolated situation. Like all young NBA players have to deal with this. All young yeah. professional athletes or people who come into so, a bunch of money, is like is going
1: you, to try and get take your money.
0: Yeah, and and you know, it's just it it, it just really it it really gets you to to to, to question like humanity even right and yeah. and and you know i i get it i understand why lavar ball rubs people the wrong way but for those who are just kind of taking a special glee out of this i just i don't understand that
1: because yes yeah, he, he, he has part. never
0: he has never done anything that didn't make me think he he cared like he didn't care deeply and profoundly for his kids I don't think he did this maliciously at all. I think he was trying to do something and put his kids in a better situation. And, and in this way, he got got.
1: Yeah. And uh, like, to me, that's the saddest part is the Lonzo LeVar thing. Like, you know, everybody's like talked about it at this point, like he took LeVar out of all of his Instagram, like he took down all his Instagram photos that had LeVar in it. Like man. he's talking about being a new man and all that. He unfollowed Big Baller brand and all this stuff. And his brothers were saying, thanks for getting us out and all that. Like, to me, that does not point to a healthy family dynamic right now no. in the ball household and like that that's the saddest part of this to me like even, it's an if, actual even if you don't like Levar, even if you just feel like like he seemed to genuinely care about his kids seemed to uh like on the face of everything and regardless even if he didn't like like let's allow for the argument like let's say okay even if he did even if all of this was an act and he was actually trying to take money i don't think that that's true but yeah. even if it was that's almost that's sadder yeah that like lonzo was having to find that out about his dad
0: yeah uh, there's just there's there's no situation here where I feel comfortable just, you know, laughing at everything that's going on here because like it's it's a it's legitimately a a a fear of mine. Right? Like who would who would want to look at their dad and and consider that this is something that your father is capable of. Like yeah. that's that's terrifying. That's terr and 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 for like Lonzo, I can relate on a human level to like his world he he's gonna look at the entire world differently now he's a he's a completely different human being right now than he was when he woke up the other day you know yeah and and that sucks that really now i do think maybe long term there's a there's a chance that this is actually good for him
1: you know no it is because it's gonna for it's t- it, it already is a good thing i think because yeah. regardless of what happens like it's forcing him to take ownership of his career and to kind of Stop trying to be the cash cow for like his family essentially. And like yeah. he's going to go do what's best for him, not try and create like this, you know, you, if you're going to create your own business and you're going to do all that stuff, the time for that is later in your career when you've established yourself, right. when you're worth a lot more, when you're a lot more marketable. Like that's when you create your Jordan brand or your like whatever it may be. And like Lonzo was not at that point yet. Lonzo still needed to find his footing as an NBA player. Yeah. And that's not to say that he doesn't deserve all the money that he could get or whatever. It just sounds like he didn't even get that. Like he would have gotten more from Nike from the sound of yeah. things. And yeah. so like it, it's, it's good for and he won't get that. That deal is not going to be there anymore. Like like unless Nike just, you know, feels like we want to make good with this guy. Like like they aren't going to give him the same deal they were offering him out of college because the stock isn't that high anymore. Yeah. And like. I think that, you know, this is going to be a very real lesson for him. It was actually really interesting to read LeBron's thoughts on it, given, you know, as you mentioned, like his thoughts on it, like how strongly he feels about player empowerment. And then just for me is like it was illustrative of like this kind of weird dynamic where like LeBron seems to be able he's very detached, like in like guys talent level versus other guys around the league and his teammates and all that stuff. Like he kind of knows he can't like get too attached to anyone because he may you know, he see on some level they're all assets and he knows that. He's been around the league long enough to understand that. But he does seem to genuinely think very highly of Lonzo as a person and player. And it was pretty cool to hear him talk about like how he could relate to the, what Lonzo was going through and how he was he was happy to see him figuring something out that it took LeBron a couple of years to learn too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's a it's a terrible way to learn these things, but if he does actually take these lessons away from it then then you know he he moves forward. I actually this is a weird way to phrase it or or put it, and a weird time to 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 say this. But I have never been more confident that I think Lonzo is going to get it than I than I am right now. I was always a little iffy about him not really saying anything when his dad was out there bad mouthing Luke and and talking about you know magic on occasions. You know, uh, and and Lonzo would just kind of say, oh my dad says stuff every every so often, but. This is him like legitimately standing up to LeVar and, and that moment, that first time and standing he up that, for himself,
1: not even just to LeVar, just standing yeah. up for himself and taking ownership over his career and saying, okay, the, it is no longer like, like my dad running my career. Like yeah. it's going, like, is it, it is my agent, it is my financial advisor, it is my manager. Like these are the people and he's chosen, like his people now yeah. that he's empowering that are all seem to be like qualified in different ways. Yeah, and so like, and have done things to earn those positions, like rather than just being the. And it's not to say that you can't have your family member be a part of your career, like they they arguably, in most cases, are going to look out for your best interest more than anyone because they're your they're your blood, but Mm -hmm. like. With this amount of money in play, you have to also have these experienced people. And it seems like he has that now where he has, like, you know, his actual agent stepping in to help make these business decisions, a very experienced and like pretty like well renowned financial advisor. And then, you know, his childhood friend who is also like his manager who, you know, for like has seemed to do pretty well for himself so far in the role that Lonzo's given him. Mm-hmm. So like, I think that. I I think this is good. I think it's going to be a good thing for his career. I just, to me on a human, I can't help but be a little bit sad for what he's probably going through right now. Cause I, I can't imagine like at 21, having to like, having to feel that way about my dad. Think about, think about
0: his brothers that like this big baller brand thing kind of sort of screwed up LaMelo, like in the, in the way that like he may never be able to be instituted for as a college athlete. Right. Yeah, he has to go through all these hole, these jump through all these hoops, to be able to just get to a point where he was probably going to get naturally just as a, a – by being really good at basketball.
1: Uh, and before, I, I don't think it's – I mean I think he'll probably still get there. But like yeah. – Because if you're – ultimately if you're good, you're good. But uh, yeah, he, he he's probably done himself a disservice in terms of draft mm-hmm. stock initially at least. Like ultimately if he gets into a good player development program, he'll be all right. But like – he he's not gonna be drafted as highly probable, I wouldn't imagine, as he once was.
0: No, and well and you know, at least Lonzo does have some money in the bank here. Lamelo doesn't in that same way, right? Yep. So he has he has more at stake in, at, at at figuring this out now and, and learning from it moving forward. Um all right, let's uh let's take some of these questions uh okay. from iTunes. Uh quick reminder that if you guys want something covered on on our show you leave it in the form of a five-star review and I guarantee we will try to get to it or, or we will get to it. So we have, we will get to it. It just
1: may, it may not be the first episode right after because we're like, sometimes we may space these out, but like, if it's really time sensitive, we'll try to get to it then. Um, but, like we're going to try, we try to get to all of these. And yeah. I think so far we have gotten to all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so the we asked for a little more cause we thought that today would be light foolishly uh, with like the Lakers season kind of down the drain, but it ter- <laughs> turned out there was plenty of stuff to talk about anyway. But um, so this is first question. This is from captain Matt eight. And he said, first of all, he says that he hopes that we never have a Shaq Kobe falling out. So like, you know, I wasn't planning on it, but we'll <laughs> see. Um, <laughs> And so he he actually – this was a really interesting question. This was the one that we talked about last week that said we want to do a whole mailbag. So he said, how would you rank the Lakers ownership compared to other NBA owners? It's scary for a sports fan to have a bad owner since that factor will usually never change. Hopefully that won't be the case for the bus kids. And so I thought that it would be interesting to try and rate out like, okay, who are the NBA owners that we are sure – are, that we like, we would feel comfortable betting our life or life savings on are worse than like the Lakers situation. Yeah. And I was able to find, I think, like nine or ten teams that I feel like that I feel that confident are worse than the bus family right now
0: all right so where are you starting that one so james Dolan probably on that yeah, list
1: you nailed it that was the number one pick um <laughs> in the in the dysfunction draft I, I don't even think that i really need to go into too much why i feel that way i don't think i need to justify that one all that much well just i'll
0: just say this if you have all of the advantages that they have in new york and being know, the Knicks that and all that
1: for that long
0: yeah and they're still this bad yeah. like that that's where it starts at the top and and the the you know, to the point that the, if the you're question banning
1: people from your arena, then it's gonna it's gonna be fine. Eventually, only <laughs> the positive fans are gonna be left. So just keep at it, Jimmy.
0: Have, did you see the ringer thing?
1: The, the yes. sell the team thing? They need to sing that at a game. Like fans, like like uh, posting and toasting needs to try and organize a movement yeah. to get fans in there to start singing it at a game.
0: Isaac Lee has to do like a halftime performance.
1: Just crash the crash the floor.
0: Yeah, it'd be amazing. All right, so who's next on your list here?
1: Uh, this is also going to not shock you, but Robert Sarver, uh, I feel like this is a pretty fair pick. Like, you know, they have those, they have those Nash D'Antoni team. So like he deserves some credit for that, like for, you know, but at the same time, I feel like he, we have well-documented history of meddling with things and getting involved with things and putting goats to poop in his GM's office Mm -hmm. and like just all this stuff. Like, I I don't think that Sarver is a good owner. Um, and you know, the, the selling draft picks back in the day when you could have reinforced those Nash Amari teams, like they sold the pick that turned into Rajon Rondo yep. for cash. They didn't even Nothing. trade it, sold it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, on so, that same, on that same line of, of, of guilt in being cheap at that level, I got to go with Reinstorf. I, we have to mention Jerry Reinstorf. That,
1: that was actually literally next on my list.
0: Yeah. He's uh, he's a special one.
1: Were the Bulls? Yeah. yeah. Well, he just doesn't care about the Bulls. He cares about the White Sox, and
0: which is funny because like the Sox. Bulls
1: have historically been better. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> the,
0: Jerry, White, like so. So I don't think people quite understand the media market that Chicago is in the the size of city that Chicago is. And again, it's just for me what I look for in bad owners are all right. You have these advantages and you aren't able to take advantage of them. And and he is a great example of that. He just he just so happened to luck into drafting Michael Freak, and Jordan.
1: You well, know. and like uh, you know, they had the Rose led Thibodeau teams and everything. Like they deserve some credit for that. And it's not their totally his fault that like they fell apart with injuries and all that stuff. Well, it but, kind of sort of like,
0: was. They had that staff infection breakout
1: be, as a result was of. That them?
0: Yeah, the...
1: I don't know that there was staff infection in the Bulls' office. the Lu-
0: wall Lu- 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 Like that was that was when. When he when, was,
1: was that a stat. I don't remember. I don't remember that. I remember that he had to have like a like a spinal tap basically, but yeah. I don't remember that it was staff infection.
0: It was it was some type of an infection that was a result of some iffy stuff going on on in there in, in Chicago.
1: I'm OK. I'm not sure that I remember that part of it, but yeah, either way. I think they do deserve, like the whole like uh, Gar Pax regime out there does not seem to be very well regarded by no. almost anyone. And he just doesn't care, like in terms of perception or in terms of success. He's just going to let them keep on hiring Jim Boylan and doubling down on a tough guy <laughs> so that like, you know what? Actually, we went too far back with Hoyberg. We need another tough guy again. So they're just going to keep cycling back and forth.
0: Um, OK. All right. Who's next? On I- just, so we have four so far.
1: Yeah, I put the Grizzlies on here because I feel like we've seen a lot of like, you know, like Robert Perry. Like, so to his credit, he was willing to pay to put together a team in Memphis. Um, but I feel like a lot of the decisions that they have made have not been good. I feel like he continues to uh, empower Chris Wallace, who like has seems to have like pretty, you know, have had pretty iffy results so far in a lot of ways. And, uh, like, you know, drafting Jaron Jackson, that's great. Um, but. They never really were able to put together that team. They gambled wrong on Chandler Parsons, and there's just been like a whole lot, a lot. Of, there's been other stuff around the margins. I, I don't. I wouldn't feel confident that the Grizzlies are necessarily better than a better off than the Lakers. It always makes me and nervous. And also, like his money, he, he's not really all that rich. Yeah, like he he's kind of fake rich, and so you know.
0: It always makes me nervous when you have an owner who wants it known that he's actually really good at basketball too.
1: Oh, that's true. That's well. Not-
0: Makes me a little nervous.
1: No, actually, well, Michael Jordan, although well, he's actually on this list. Yeah, tour. but I don't
0: think Michael's out there reminding everybody, guys, remember how good
1: I was. Michael leaks like once a year that he beats all of his players in practice.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is funny. They're like it's like the cult of Jordan is is interesting. He's like Kemba,
1: hey, I'm going to give you this extension, but you have to say that I beat you on one on one on one on Saturday.
0: Yeah. Also, like that's probably why your team sucks, Michael. Do you think he keeps
1: – on? no, yeah. He only brings – We <laughs> just he figured it out. One-on-one. That's his whole scouting method.
0: <laughs> he will not bring anybody who cannot beat – Who can beat him one-on-one. So that he can continue to pretend he can beat NBA players. So they're just going to keep on getting worse and worse and worse, right? Because he's going to age. So they're just going to keep getting progressively worse. That's, that's – oh, We man, figured this that's out.
1: Depressing. No, but honestly, I think Jordan has – he he falls into the meddling school, although it seems like he's taken a step back. Maybe the cup check hire ends up working out for them long term. It seems like they're in kind of a tough spot right now. I think they inher- he inherited kind of a tough spot. But Maybe. we'll see what they do um, ultimately. But I, I, I don't necessarily think that he's shown anything to make me think that he's like for sure better than Genie. Yeah. So like some of these guys I'm willing to listen to arguments for. If you were like, okay, here are the – like I wouldn't laugh if you out of the room on a couple of them. But, like, I, these are the ones that I don't think have, like, a very good chance of being better than Genie. Um yeah. And so uh, along those lines, the Wizards also, Ted Leonsis, <sighs> and continuing to keep Ernie Grunfeld, despite that that man has shown no ability to put together a solid team. like Or, like, a team that is better than mediocre. And they just keep making the same mistakes over and over again.
0: I think they literally, like, had they not moved Otto Porter, they wouldn't have been able to afford, under the cap, to employ an NBA team next year. Yikes. Holy crap.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, for that team, that's crazy. Like, and the John Wall, like, the John Wall extension is a whole other thing um, that, you know, we've talked about and we'll talk about once he gets traded to the Lakers. Um, And (laughs) uh, so... A lot. So, just moving on from that really quickly, and then I'm going to get like angry people tweeting at me tomorrow because we got to keep moving. Um, the Pelicans. Uh, I feel like I feel like not doing a trade because you're mad about the player trying to get out is like probably stupid management. You,
0: you know what's always a good? You know what's always a good sign that you have to keep telling people you're not going to sell the team. Yeah, always or a great sign. To, or
1: that you have to clarify to people that you don't care way more about the NFL team. Yeah. Or hey, that you have that, to like that, basically that... be shamed into getting a new training staff that doesn't serve both teams. <laughs> and by serve both teams, it's the like same. football players, basketball players, we're all human. They're very progressive ownership, and
0: <laughs> yeah, she's she's definitely
1: said at least once she doesn't see color. Uh, the... Oh my! <laughs> uh, so I have, I have three more. We'll go through these really quick because I feel like they're pretty easy okay. cases to make. The Timberwolves, the Andrew Wiggins extension. Um, you know, and like the reasoning behind it of like, no, don't worry. Andrew told me that he's going to keep trying really hard, even after we pay him. Mm -hmm. Glenn Taylor
0: literally will not make a trade with the Lakers.
1: Yeah. Wait, is he, he's not dead, right? Are we mock? We are mocking a dead guy. No. Okay. He's still alive. No. All right. I wouldn't have felt about
0: that. You're thinking about Flip Saunders.
1: Yes. Well, OK, now now I'm sad again, but mm-hmm. uh, just awkward segue. The Magic, uh, I don't think that the DeVos family has shown a whole lot to make us think that they're confident at, <laughs> at, uh, at running anything other than like the Lakers big man development franchise. And so, you know, in another like 20 years, they'll uh, like, yeah, I think they're going to get Zion. I think it's actually like preordained at this point. They're going to end up, they'll miss the playoffs. They'll get Zion. Mm-hmm. They'll win the lottery and they'll jump up again. And then in like eight years, he'll be a Laker. Actually, so we should probably start do.
0: studying up on Mobamba because he's going to be a Laker in like three years.
1: Oh, that's true. Mobamba, another option. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Vivek uh, Ranadive with the Kings because of their social media account and no other reason. <laughs> Dude, was that. How that, did that get posted? And somebody was like, "This is a good idea." You know what? We we just lost to the Lakers. You know what we should do? We should have like a D-list celebrity trash talk their fans.
0: That was uh, that was wild, and it was such a weak thing. I can record podcasts in your arena. Yes. Thank you, guy whose team brings
1: cowbells to the arena. Thank you. Yeah, so like make it sound louder than they like – Isn't
0: there their,
1: – is their like literally the sleep here, train
0: like arena, point.
1: right? I think it's Golden West Center now. It used to be sleep train. Yeah, so – Because you could fall asleep in there. <laughs> but. Alright, so here's all my right. here's I've been holding this back. Have, we don't you know have, yet about Genie Bus. No, we don't know for sure. Those are the ones that I'd be willing to bet my life on, or worse.
0: Here are a couple red flags that I have with with the bus family. Okay. One I feel like you've said these before. I'm nepotism just always back. makes me a little nervous. Uh that's you know, that's just it's it's
1: not all. Anthony, that. you tried to hire your unborn child as our podcast producer for tax purposes. <laughs>
0: Uh, I thought we were keeping that under wraps, dude. Thanks. Sorry. Um, but the and then the other thing too is the amount of money, the amount of revenue they have coming in that aren't directly associated with the Lakers.
1: Um, like what? Nothing? Yeah. Like I honestly, it's probably something. No, I'm sure they they have other projects. Like Genie has invested in other things, and like, like the some of, there was that wrestling league, and you know there's other things like the wrestling league. Yeah know. They have other They have to have other projects. There's no way it's just the Lakers. I don't know, dude. No, it's not just the Lakers. They have other projects. I don't but know, all man. We'll have diversified assets. I don't know, dude. <laughs> they have they have like whatever Jim wins in horse racing. Um, you know,
0: I I've heard he has some debt there. But anyway, all right. Uh, that'll I, look. I think the one thing the one thing that all of those owners that we talked about there that, in that list, other than Rando Dave, and even he is is um. I I think it's debatable between him and Jeannie. But the 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 thing that he all thought those, Buddy Hield was gonna be the next Steph Curry, Anthony. Buddy Heald is playing really freaking well this year. But anywho. But not the next s- Steph Curry. It not just next Steph Curry. He was Steph Curry with Clay Thompson's size. Oh god. <laughs>
1: but he the one thing that
0: a, a lot of those owners that you talked about there, they have He's years to and make years him wear
1: and a headset and play four, five on four.
0: <laughs> Look, man. I want, to be, I want to be employed by the Kings and told I don't have to
1: play defense. I'm not, I'm not well, knocking that you're strategy. Doing. You're trying to be politic because you know they're going to fire their social media guy soon and <laughs> yeah. hire somebody who won't do what they just did last night. I'm not cheering for anybody. I it. would be in their so job. much their trouble. With to, nice, but.
0: Nobody in their right mind would employ me as
1: a, as to head their <laughs> social media account.
0: He fights every single night.
1: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Calling your own players overrated, criticizing the <laughs> the GM, like from the team account. GD, you haven't
0: paid me in three weeks. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just I leaking
1: am... stuff all over the place. Like through <laughs> is it really leaking if you tweet it? Oh, it's true. <laughs> well, you could like DM it to people like from the at Sacramento Kings account. Yeah. They're hey, like, Woj. actually Deer and Fox doesn't work that hard. And they're like, Wait, why are you DMing this to me? It's like, I just don't like him.
0: Whoa, why is why is Linda Rambis in charge of half of our organization? I just want to know. Oh my god! Woj, like, All right, we got to find this on. out for me.
1: No, stop. We got to move on to the next question because we're we have we used a lot more time on that one than we I did. planned to. Um, so. So I guess you already were asked this in the review for Locked On Lakers, but this is from Assess the Threat. I believe he asked this in your reviews yesterday or your mailbag yesterday, if you remember that, (laughs) because I know you aren't always in the right state of mind when you record those. But um, if you had to create the perfect basketball player from an an alternation of current – from current and past Lakers only, how would you do it, i.e. Kuzma's tats, Kobe's mentality, Sasha's free throw stroke, etc.? If you have a guest on this, okay, so we don't have a guest. It's just me. So I guess you already answered this. What was your answer while I think about mine?
0: I said Shaq's body, like, like 2001 Okay, I like, it. I like Shaq. this so far. Shaq's body, I would go with Glenn Rice's shooting ability. You know what's funny? The Lakers haven't employed very many great shooters. Like it's hard to find one. Glenn Rice, yeah. I think, might be the best shooter in
1: franchise history. Okay, I'm already going to prove you wrong on that. I would like Shaq with uh, Sasha's free throw ability and like just like like Sasha's shooting just overall. So like you got Shaq with Sasha Vujacic arms, and um, <laughs> I'm going to say Kobe's mama mentality. I thought about that, so you. that
0: was part of my that was part of my answer yesterday. Was Kobe's like killer instinct, but okay. I don't know if I want to arm sh- like somebody Shack size an actual society. No, that guy's
1: getting thrown out of a week for murdering <laughs> someone.
0: Like-, like somebody's dying.
1: Like threw someone into the crowd. Shaq
0: doesn't get enough credit for not fighting people, given how
1: hard he used to get fouled all the time. Yes, he was like an MMA fighter by the end of his career. Yeah, Shaq probably could have legitimately killed a dude out on the court if he <laughs> like if he had wanted to.
0: Remember the punch he tried to throw at Brad Miller, where he like t- tried to turn his arm into a club? Yeah, he was
1: wild. He was. Yeah, so Brad that... Miller. Brad Miller almost had a much shorter NBA career. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that thing had connected. But okay, so I'll go That's uh, why Kobe. he got
0: he got braids so that like he would tell everybody I was a lot more dangerous than than Shaq thought at the time. But go ahead.
1: Yeah. Uh Kobe's Mamba mentality, uh LeBron's ability to make movies and like create good publicity for the Lakers <laughs> off the floor. Uh-huh. Um, and what else? Jeremy Lin's fan base just to make them like more like as marketable as possible like dedicated fans on the level of Jeremy Lin's fans. Magic's executive abilities and coaching no, abilities. No, okay, I'm not going with that. Maybe <laughs> the Magic's passing, Magic's passing would be a fun one to add. Yep. to a player like that. That's like all of a sudden now you're at like you turned up all the sliders on 2K level.
0: Kareem's uh, skyhook.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say Dwight's free throws just to make it fair. Just so that like <laughs> just so there's some level of interest in the games.
0: <laughs> yeah there's no chance that any other team puts together a, a player that's as good as the lakers player right
1: no if you have to use only like franchise greats like yeah. even if you just made sasha Vujacic again like no oh team <laughs> did, did you see my tweet the other night somebody asked me if I, I was him on the way out of staples center i'm not even kidding really really yeah and then the guy had like a five minute he like argued with me for five minutes that actually i was or, like, I must be related. Dude, and I was that like, was no, me. Sir. I
0: had a few drinks and... <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, okay, so that... I, I'm i trying to think if there's anyone else, like, as, like, a fan favorite, like, that I'd want to add to this player. Um, no, I feel like that's honestly most of it. I mean, I, there's only, like, so many different directions you can go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Wilt's well, off-the-court resume, and I'm not going to end that right there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so then... All right, let's go to the next question. This is actually one I'm surprised we didn't get more of, like, over the summer. But um, this is from Rory High, I think. And it's daily listener and enjoy your takes as a local kid from the same age group as you. I want to like LeBron, but spent so many years cheering against him, it's hard to go full-on in on a guy that doesn't seem to want to reciprocate a level of effort and focus for the team that will endear him to fans what can he do to turn this pr nightmare of a season around for him next year and how do you think he will go about recruiting with magic this summer so i i know you always have an answer on the pr stuff but but let's answer that one first and then let's go and get into the recruitment thing cuz i think those are kind of two separate questions but the pr thing i think for me has already started and when you see him commenting on espn posts on instagram that don't worry we're going to turn this around and then like taking their graphic and post of that comment mm-hmm. and posting it on his own instagram like this is him being like Oh, no, I'm totally by- – this is our team, together, all of us. Don't worry, Lakers fans. We're going to turn it around um, right after I make Space Jam. And
0: <laughs> this is actually the tough part of the movie. This is the gritty
1: – Don't worry. We I have just, to bounce I back from set this. set it up so that it looked realistic. Yeah. When we come back next year and actually the Monstars are on my team.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think the, the, the stuff he says about Lonzo is, is kind of PR-y yes, to
1: me. That's actually that, – well, I also think that he genuinely feels that way just judging on like – like just watching him over the course of the year he does seem to on the bench seek out lonzo he cracks jokes with him he laughs at he sits he seems to be in his ear a bit like more so than the other young guys and that's not to say i'm not implying that he doesn't like those guys i just think even from the first we saw of lebron last year interacting with lonzo like it's been clear that he really thinks very highly of lonzo yeah, and
0: so and, and i do think, think, think he also recognizes like, that, LeBron, i think he also recognizes that lonzo like he
1: he really needs lonzo to be good yeah, and it doesn't hurt that you know it looks good for him, I'm sure, but I don't think that that's his primary motivation there. Yeah,
0: but uh, if I were if I were coaching LeBron and 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 like trying to get him to redo his image or anything like that, like I there's not much that he's going to be able to do. Honestly, I would just kind of tell him to step away for a bit, refocus, get completely healthy, and and come back and and utilize your first off season in like 15 years. <laughs> Yeah, like it, it's that that's what I would tell him to, to do here. And, and, you know, do a lot of I would fire off every so often, a, some type of uh, a video showing how hard I'm working and, and doing that stuff like that. That's, but the, I, I feel like the more LeBron we get, the more frustrated people are going to be with LeBron.
1: Yeah, no. He it's got to be only positive stuff. Like he needs to like he needs to, to like make everybody on the Space Jam set sign an NDA to not release anything from it like yeah. this summer and like only tweet out Instagram stuff of like him lifting some comically giant like barbells in the gym or something like that. Yeah. And like hashtag Rise and Grind, hashtag Ready for Next Year, hashtag Watch Out Warriors.
0: Oh, I bet you, I bet you we get some type of a picture of him and Magic hitting the recruitment.
1: Yeah, well so uh, on the recruitment thing, like I think uh I think that would certainly help from a PR angle as well if he was getting out there and recruiting and we have seen nothing from LeBron to make LeBron has said on the record to Rachel Nichols during interviews and stuff like that he is excited to recruit to LA. Yeah. And like he that there were guys that he thought he had lined up that he just couldn't get to go to Cleveland and like he thinks that some of the similar guys will go to LA. And so, you know, we there's all this like talk of like guys don't want to play with LeBron, whatever. Like, let's see in a summer where they have another max cap spot and like this is try number two. Maybe just the guys that were available last summer just weren't the greatest fit and like personality wise or maybe he wasn't close with them or whatever. Like, let's give him another shot this summer. I'm not incredibly optimistic. They get one of the A guys, but let's let's give him his chance. You know, like he said, he wants to do it. And let's see what type of team they can build with a full summer of LeBron being in roster. And like, you know, guys can picture him on the Lakers and mm-hmm. like they're ready to go. Like they feel like they can be the guy that puts them over the top now. Because if you go and you join with him, then you're the second banana. If you go and like after they had a lottery season, maybe they can make the argument like you're our missing piece.
0: Yeah. Do you think? Like the funniest thing he could do is work out with Kobe, right?
1: Oh my god! That's the... that would be the mu- No, actually, honestly, if I'm advising LeBron on PR, go work out with Kobe. Yeah. Be like, I had to get in the gym and learn Mamba mentality this summer. <laughs> Hashtag re twenty four packed. And how, how like,
0: angry? How angry do you think Twitter would be if that was what he did?
1: Oh, like, I he- would. Well, okay, so people outside of Laker. I was yeah, yeah no, Laker,
0: Laker fans would love it, but I'm saying like yeah. like the, the NBA tw- the hi- NBA hipster Twitter would be like, oh, come it's on. Love. Yeah. He'd be, yeah. Oh,
1: great, LeBron's going to be more inefficient next year. <laughs> Shouts to Jason Tatum. All right, uh, is there any other <laughs> questions? <laughs> yeah, there's one more. Okay, there's one more. So uh, we went long, and so actually I'm not going to apologize because if you're still listening at this point, you made that choice. That's yeah. on you. Um, and honestly, it's only been listening for like 20 minutes still. Oh, that's true. He's on like four times speed. Mm -hmm. Uh, we sound like chipmunks. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. So this is from a a frequent friend of the friend of our follower, uh, like on social media interacts with us all the time. Follower of our shows, uh, Melisandre, uh, asks, we all know the Lakers have a very predictable process for replacing people. At this point, it seems probable Luke is gone and there has been talk about Rob being gone. Let's just assume both are gone this summer for this question. Would you guys rather have Shaq replace Luke or (laughs) Palinka? Keep in mind, before you pick him as GM, he couldn't name the the entire roster of the Kings, and he owns that team. I would say Rob. You'd still say Rob. Yeah. I feel like Coach Shaq people would want to play for, at the very least. He'd be like a player's coach. Yeah, but like... You have to like, as long as you just put a sap around him, that like actually breaks down tape and does stuff like that. Like, you so, know, all feel right, like so what, a better caliber, what caliber, chance what caliber of Jack GM CBA?
0: <laughs> what caliber of, of, uh, GM am I getting if, if Shaq is coaching and then like vice versa? Like, am I getting in, if let's I can say, get,
1: let's say, let's say league average,
0: league average. So yeah. you're screwed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the
0: lakers are screwed in this in this hypothetical so i want to make it as ridiculous as possible and if we can get like a magic johnson shack because they both have crazy egos and if we could get like shack and magic johnson sniping back at each other that'd be fantastic
1: what if we get what if kobe like game of thrones is magic and then we have shack and magic shack and kobe running the lakers
0: oh my god one kobe wouldn't have to game of thrones magic
1: like yeah, the, he just the lakers could, like, would happily be like employ. you know what move i think you should make and yeah
0: yeah the lakers would happily employ kobe even if it costs them magic i think
1: Oh, I don't know about that. I, I think, think it's him true. They are pretty close.
0: Okay. Well. They hired Rob Palinka because he stood next to Kobe for 20 years. Like that was oh, his he only. He also
1: fleeced them on multiple on like that last <laughs> extension. So they were like, "Damn, that's this guy's a genius." The only reason they hired the guy is because and and like they're people, like Rob's the only guy that's ever beaten the Lakers. Now we'll be unstoppable.
0: They 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 hired him and apparently didn't know that half of the
1: league hates him. It's wild. They were in the other half. <laughs> i'm like damn rob's really nice i like that guy He <laughs> tells great stories
0: uh that'll do it though for this episode of the lake show we ran out of time here we are well we are into an hour-long show i, I promise i will read the byron scott thing for next
1: week yeah it's we can oh my man desk. i forgot about that okay so he actually was going to do it this time he will actually read the chapter and yeah. he will have it ready to go by next
0: week it's on my desk i found the book and it's on my desk and i will read it for next week i promise That'll do it though for this episode of The Lake Show. Thank you guys for tuning in a lot. Uh, If you guys have questions, send them in the form of a five star review on iTunes and we will get to them. Uh, Make sure you guys are tuning in for the rest of the shows that we have across this little network of ours. It's really come together pretty well. So I hope you guys are enjoying those shows and tuning in and supporting all of that. We will see you again or talk to you again next week.